السلام
uh, here to be included with, يعني, uh, with these facts uh, so when you approach the Quran remember this that this Quran <coughs> is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and now we know that there is no book other than the Quran uh, which is the authentic word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no book even the uh, the Christians and the Jews the, uh, the, 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 the scholars among them know this uh, the Bible that people read in English or German or so this is not the language of the Bible this is a translation when you read the translation of the Quran you know that this is not the Quran that was sent to Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu you have the Quran in Arabic so uh, historically there is no there is no book other than the Quran uh, for which there is historical proof that it is the book which a prophet said uh, it was sent to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the only book in the world and this itself uh, I mean the mere claim that the, yeah, I want claim I was said this to some Christians I said that um, if you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you must believe that he guides people because we need guidance spiritual guidance more than we need food and drink hmm? so the, 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 the creator uh, who is generous enough and merciful enough to provide us uh, with what we need for our bodies will not neglect uh, to provide us with what we need for our spirit so you, mu uh, so you must uh, start with this assumption that there must be guidance in the world at every moment of time at, at every period in history there must be guidance somewhere so this is the first premise now where is this guidance the Buddhists don't say don't even claim that their book is from Allah you and the Jews claim that your books are sacred but you know that these are not the books that were revealed to Moses and Jesus because your scholars tell you that there are contradictions um, in the statements of, of, of the Bible uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not contradict himself your scholars tell you that there are statements who, uh, which are uh, false, empirically false they say something about the world which is not true so this cannot be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are reading this book in English or German or Russian and that is not uh, uh, the language of, of, of this book of course the uh, Old Testament is in in, in, in Hebrew, which is the original language of the of Torah, so remember this fact about the Quran. The Quran was sent uh, to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi to convey it to other people, but Allah subhanahu wa taala 
did not send him just as um, a messenger who takes uh, uh, to takes uh, a message and gives it to someone else without he might not even open <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no Allah entrusted Prophet Muhammad not only with conveying the message but also with uh, explaining it and explaining it by word of mouth and by deed so remember that every hadith every authentic hadith of the Prophet and every religious act of the Prophet Muhammad has its source in the Quran Shafi'i uh, said that uh, there are ulama who can refer every hadith of the Prophet to a particular verse in the Quran but these are great ulama not people like myself or yourself <laughs> uh, but we just remember this that the whole sunnah is an explanation of the Quran uh, whether, whether, whether uh, the sunnah in the sense of the words of the Prophet or the deeds of the Prophet uh, Muhammad sallallahu uh, alayhi wa once the Quran once yeah, the portions of the Quran were revealed uh, to the Prophet by Jibreel he used to learn them by heart immediately and, and then recite them to his companions and they write them down but the Prophet used to recite the Quran more than anyone else his recitation his voice was very beautiful the, the companions um, were very fortunate to hear uh, the Quran recited by the Prophet so this, one, this is one of the great differences between us and, and them. Uh, you can see from your own experience that there is a whole difference between uh, uh, hearing the Quran from someone with a good voice and someone uh, who didn't have a good voice. So the, uh, the Prophet ﷺ has uh, this uh, uh, good voice. And uh, he used to recite it in, in the Salah, of course, uh, in one, on one occasion and especially in uh, a night prayer he used to stand up for hours reciting the Quran one companion of the Prophet said uh, that he wanted he, he joined the Prophet in night prayer and he said that he started with Surah Al-Baqarah I saw that um, he would read I think the first part or so and make a quote but he continued until he finished Surah Al-Baqarah I thought that he would make Rukur but he started uh, Surah Al-Nisa and continued until he finished Surah Al-Nisa then he started Al Imran <laughs> and, and read the whole of uh, Al Imran then he made Rukur and, uh, and, and, and his Rukur was almost as long as the period he uh, spent uh, uh, reciting those three uh, who can be like the Prophet no one can be like the Prophet uh, we, 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 uh, the Prophet is an example for us we try to be like him but we know that we cannot be like uh, the Prophet not only in this external uh, acts like reciting and so on but, uh, but internally the Prophet 
was in constant remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even when he sleeps he said uh, my eyes sleep but my heart doesn't sleep but in spite of this the Prophet used to feel that uh, <coughs> that uh, he, he did not uh, do what is required of a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do and he used to make istighfar to ask Allah to forgive him and when you read his, his, his words and you think that he committed the gravest of sins <laughs> yeah, well, if, if any of us commits a, a grave sin he would not find words uh, to express his feeling and, 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 and his uh, <coughs> uh, his uh, his reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive him than the words of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because he was very sensitive he was very sensitive and this is a sign of a good Muslim Ibn Abbas said that um, a good Muslim Ibn Mas'ud I think said that a good uh, a good uh, believer views his acts as if he is sitting uh, uh, near a, 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 a mountain which he fears might fall on him but uh, a non yani, pious person or a carpet views his sins like a fly that came across his, uh, his nose and he said and you find this among some uh, Muslims if you tell him to do it I'm not doing anything bad. I treat people well. I don't steal. I don't. He thinks that yeah, to be a good Muslim is just to avoid stealing or <laughs> committing uh, zina or, or, or this or something. No, that's not enough. So the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when Aisha was asked um, about the Prophet sallallahu her, her, her reply was very simple. She said, "Kana Quran." His conduct, his behavior, was the Quran, and and and, and it is this which uh, uh, sets uh, prophets apart from other people, like philosophers and uh, <laughs> and so on. Uh, they they practice what they preach. وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ أُخَالِفَكُمْ إِلَى مَا أَنْهَاكُمْ إِنْ أُرِيدُ إِلَّا الْإِصْلَاحَ I, I, I don't want to tell you something and go by, uh, and do something else uh, behind you. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ was the best example of what he uh, what he uh, what he preached. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ used to recite the Quran, but he all also used to like to listen to the Quran uh, from uh, other people. He once asked uh, Ubay ibn Ka'b, who was a good reciter of the Qur'an, uh, to recite uh, for him. And uh, Ubay uh, said, I began uh, reciting, and when I came to the verse, فَكَيْفَ إِذَا جِئْنَا مِنْ كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ عَلَى هَؤُلَاءِ شَهِيدًا What if, uh, you know, on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing the Prophet said, what yani, like what will happen if uh, on the day of judgment we 
وي كام ديناميك من كل امه بشهيد وي برينج سمون تو ويتنس هيز اجينست هيز هيز فور او اجينست هيز هيز امه وجئنا بك على هؤلاء شهيدا and we bring you as the witness uh, uh, on these people then uh, he said uh, uh, I, I, I turned and I found that uh, tears were trickling from the prophet's uh, eyes and he said uh, uh, so <laughs> the Quran was uh, was uh, the life of the Prophet uh, and his ahadith as, as I said cannot be separated uh, from the Quran so people who say we believe in the Quran but they don't believe in the ahadith is a liars or, or, or munafiqeen or at least ignorant people you can't believe in the Quran without believing in the ahadith of the Prophet and I, I, I told uh, one of them, I said, uh, do you, uh, do you don't accept the hadith, you accept the Qur'an. Uh, do you express your understanding of any verse of the Qur'an? He said, yes. See? You deny this to the man to whom the Qur'an was revealed. And you, and you do it. If you don't accept the hadith, if you go by the Qur'an alone, then don't make even yeah, don't make any comment on the Quran. Don't even say I understand the Quran in this way or that way. If you give yourself that right, it must be given to the Prophet Muhammad Also, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us uh, that He will preserve the zikr. Some ulama said that the zikr includes the hadith of the Prophet but even if we say the zikr is the Qur'an, do you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is wise and merciful, would send us a book and say that you cannot understand this book without the explanation of the Prophet, and that this book is the message of this love of the prophets, and then he preserves the, the book, and cause the explanation to be lost? No, yeah, no human author will do something like this. If someone um, writes uh, a book and says uh, uh, that uh, my book cannot be understand, uh, understood uh, without uh, the commentaries at the end of, uh, of the book, and then he publishes the book without uh, the notes. Okay. People will say that this is a mad person. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not do uh, anything like this. Since the Prophet sallallahu is the last of the Prophets and his message is for all people and he was entrusted with the task of uh, explaining the Quran then his sunnah must be preserved. This is a matter of faith. Every one of you should believe this. Um, so this is one thing and to know how it was preserved, that is something else. Not everyone knows how the Sunnah of the Prophet was preserved. But as a matter of faith, you should believe that the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, uh, is preserved. Now, I, uh, uh, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now I, uh, move to the, uh, other topic. Uh, have three of them. This is the, now this is the second one. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Quran as a message. Huh? A message. If it is a message, a message is something to be understood and acted upon. So don't, but unfortunately, Muslims now uh, read the Quran without, even those who, who, who read the Quran in Arabic, hmm? they don't bother to understand what they are reading. Um, someone goes, uh, for example, and studies English, and he starts reading an elementary book in English, and if he comes across a word that he doesn't understand, he asks someone, he opens the dictionary, but he repeats قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبِ شَرِّ النَّفَّاتَاتِ فِي الْعُقَدِ And he never asks himself What is the meaning of al-falaq? What is the meaning of ghasiq? What is the meaning of waqab? And he thinks that it is enough just to repeat uh, the words of the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about uh, some of the Jews لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْكِتَابَ إِلَّا أَنَانِي their only knowledge of the Qur'an is recitation. recitation. This, this is not enough. Of course, recitation is, um, is important. But that is the first step. You uh, must uh, try to understand uh, the, the, uh, the Qur'an. <coughs> there, are, and, uh, and, and, uh, there are things which I said you should remember when you approach the Qur'an, the first one I mentioned, the second, uh, say to yourself, remember the verse, This Qur'an guides to that which is the most straightforward. It guides you to what is right on every aspect of your life. So come to the Qur'an with this, with this belief. Don't put anything, the ideas of any, any human being, and apart from the Prophet, so meaning the, the Prophet, as, as we said, as his ahadith, as just like the Quran, part of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said uh, <coughs> uh, in Surah Al Hujurat, Bidat Al Surah, لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله أو يهوبيلين don't put anything before Allah and His Prophet meaning before the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet so you must come to the Quran with the feeling of surrender with the with with you must approach the Quran uh, uh, with the feeling that you want to learn from the Quran and to be guided uh, by the Quran. Don't approach the Quran with a kind of superiority uh, and, and put ideas of uh, I mean your own whims or ideas or that, uh, uh, ideas that are prevalent uh, in your society or in your country or so. Don't put those uh, uh, Above the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, come to learn from the Quran, not to teach the Quran. Remember also <coughs> that uh, 
this Quran because it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is consistent there is no contradiction in the Quran in fact Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this counts this as one of the proofs that it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because no human being can write a book the size of the Quran without contradicting himself uh, I was thought of this uh, problem of contradiction and I said to myself um, if, uh, if someone speaks uh, uh, for say five minutes he can be on his guard and, and, and not uh, contradict himself the more time he takes to, 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 <laughs> to speak the yeah, the probability of his uh, contradicting himself increases also if you uh, if, if you take one topic you speak about it today and then after one week then after another week and so on and you go on like this for a year then at the end of the year you read what you said uh, and in the first or second or so uh, week and you laugh at yourself and I think this must be the experience of these columnists <laughs> who write every, uh, every week in the, in the New York Times or Washington Post or whatever and you have your own columnists here I think if they uh, review what they write after 5-10 years they will certainly discover that they are this is if you confine yourself to just one topic what if you tackle more than one topic now the Quran was revealed in, the, in a period of 23 years in installments and it covered I mean, almost every topic that is of cons not almost in fact it covered every topic that is of importance to the guidance of human beings. It, it says something about economics, something about this, um, uh, social systems, something about politics, uh, psychology, about history, uh, the future, um, the resurrection, the angels, the jinn, uh, uh, everything. But in spite of this, you don't find any contradictions in it. And there are two kinds of contradictions what they call internal contradiction that is when you say something on page 10 and contradict it on page um, 300 hmm? uh, and the, uh, these books that are called sacred are full, are full of contradictions like this and there is what is called external contradiction you uh, make a statement about the world and then that statement is found to contradict the facts and so there is in the Quran there is yeah, no such contradiction neither internal nor external as far as external contradictions yeah, there is no book in the world about which you can say no statement in it was found to be false except the Quran whether it's a book of history or science or literature or whatever and 
you, you are bound to find some, sometimes uh, a scientist say for example like Newton he says something and then scientists who come after him discover that what he said was, uh, was wrong a scientist might say um, something today and after 10-15 years we discover that what he said was wrong there is no book in the world uh, in which uh, 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 whose statements have, uh, have all of them proven to be true except the Quran and this is in spite of the vast development in, in, uh, in the sciences and the facts that people um, uh, discover in spite of all this and, and this was the reason why some people accepted, uh, accepted Islam and they said that um, the Quran does not only not uh, contradict uh, the facts in fact it stated some facts uh, uh, which have been only now known uh, scientifically but uh, the Prophet ﷺ and the Muslims knew them because Allah revealed, revealed those uh, facts, uh, facts with it. so you come to the Quran with this approach come to the Quran with the belief that uh, the Quran the Quran is consistent now when you study the Quran you might say to yourself what this, this verse seems to me to contradict that verse or this verse seems to me to contradict that hadith of the Prophet now I, I, my advice to my students always is to approach the Quran the way a scientist approaches nature hmm? if a, a scientist uh, finds something in, in nature which seems to contradict something else he doesn't say there is contradiction in nature there is no use um, I stop doing science uh, uh, he relates the problem to himself He's, he, he, must, he must assume that there is what is called uniformity of nature there is no contradiction in nature so if you find a problem the, uh, if he, he finds a problem then he attributes the problem to himself and tries to solve it do the same thing if you find an ayah which seems to you to be contradictory with another ayah first don't be afraid and say um, uh, uh, I won't even mention this to anyone <laughs> because that will not solve the problem um, you can ask any question about the Quran or the Sunnah of the Prophet so long as you are sincere and so long as your aim is to understand and not to object and, and so don't allow this to be uh, turned into a psychological problem for you hmm? just say to yourself I know that the Quran is consistent and, and, and I know uh, that this problem is mine and I know that it can be solved and, the, and, and then you go and many people come uh, uh, to me and, 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 and they, they ask me uh, questions about the Quran and they um, sometimes I, uh, they give me the feeling that they think that, this, that they discovered uh, an inconsistency in the Quran and, and when I give uh, and when they find my reply very, very simple uh, I find them surprised I tell them, this Quran was read by thousands and thousands of people before you who are you? 
yani, <laughs> to, to, to discover a, a, an inconsistency in the Quran that all these people did not uh, one, one, one must be humble one must be humble don't, don't think that you uh, uh, also <coughs> if someone says sometimes also uh, some, sometimes people say especially about the hadith of the prophet this is irrational uh, this is contrary to aql or to reason that's why I don't accept it brothers and sisters be clear about what reason is what do you mean when you say that something is irrational or that it cannot be that reason does not accept it be, be very clear about this otherwise you will confuse reason with uh, what you, you were uh, you were uh, used to for example when the Prophet ﷺ told the, the Arabs that he went to Jerusalem and came back the same night why did they, many of them reject this they thought that it was contrary to reason but now we know it is not huh? we know now it is not contrary to reason to go to Jerusalem and come the same night. So I, I, I would like to remind you that reason demands two things. That the statements must be must not be contradictory. Second thing, that if you make a claim, you must give evidence for it. That is all the only thing that reason can say. Reason by itself, and yeah, independently of uh, the senses and of the uh, of the external world, cannot judge whether something can or cannot be the case. I repeat, reason by itself cannot judge whether something can or cannot be the case. It can only say, if this is the case, then this cannot be the case. Otherwise, there are things now in uh, that science discovers, which I think uh, would seem uh, to earlier people the most irrational thing. Take, for example, uh, the, the simple fact that the Earth is a spherical. Can you imagine this? Many, many people. I remember our teacher in in in. in uh, what do you call it? Um, middle or the, the elementary school, uh, the, the, the city after elementary, what do you call it? Hmm? Second. He never believed, he never believed that the earth was spherical. And he used to ask, um, we believed, I think, I think he was more honest than we were. We believed this because we were told that this is science. But he wanted to think. He said, now we are on the top. What about the people? How do they walk? Huh? <laughs> and what about the people here? And they will fall. Then we say, there is gravity. He says, why doesn't this gravity prevent me from walking? Why can't I walk? <laughs> and I remember even in elementary school, uh, when we were told that the earth is spherical, I was very concerned and, um, and uh, the te 
on the day after I came and, and I thought that I had the, the best proof against um, uh, the, the fact that uh, the, the earth is filled. I told uh, my teacher, I said, sometimes rain falls in uh, my, the, the place where I where used to live. And, uh, and it doesn't fall in some neighboring place. If the earth was spherical, and if it uh, moves, so this is how I, I imagine the earth to be, moving like this, and there is water here, <laughs> and so, so the water must. <laughs> so I said to him, uh, he said, something like you fool or something. <laughs> the rain itself moves. I said, ah, how can this be accepted? Uh, so I am telling you that reason by itself, or you think, for example, sometimes I think of what, uh, what they call the black holes. Hmm? Black holes. It means according to um, this uh, fact of uh, black holes, something uh, the size of this pen, or even perhaps the size of this, can be heavier than a mountain. Now, if you tell someone now that something this size can be heavier than a mountain, you will not believe. And there are so there are many things in science uh, which, if uh, if you are judged by most of us called reason, but which in fact is not reason, uh, they will not be accepted. So I repeat, reason by itself cannot judge whether something can or can cannot be the case. There have to be uh, so there has to be some other evidence. Uh, one brother uh, told me about the hadith of the Prophet and he said that this is against reason. And so I said, do you believe in the Quran? He said, yes, of course. I said, what about the verse which says, Ya masakinakum. This is one aunt telling other aunts, Udkhulu huh? masakinakum. Get inside your homes. Do you believe this? He said, but this is the Quran. I said, well, what is the difference between the Quran and the Sunnah? If you think that this is against reason, you should not accept it. And you should not be a Muslim. You should say to yourself, honestly, that I think that there are statements in the Quran which contradict reason, and therefore this Quran cannot be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot say, I accept irrational things, um, if they are mentioned in the Quran, but I don't accept them if they are mentioned in the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. My third, uh, how many minutes I have? Now, uh, I, uh, now third one. They, uh, have, I have been asked uh, to tell you something of my uh, experience with the with, with the Quran. Um, I was a student of philosophy and. Uh, uh, and I was exposed to Western philosophy. And uh, one of uh, my, one example of my experience with the Quran is that uh, whenever a philosophical question is raised and the philosophers uh, argue about it, uh, I go to the Quran. While reading the Quran, I try to find the answer to this uh, philosophical question. And alhamdulillah, I, I, I succeeded in finding 
many answers to many of the philosophical questions. And this increased my faith in the Quran and that it is and guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I give you examples of this when I talked about the sources of, of, of knowledge and how to acquire knowledge uh, of Salah. I didn't, I didn't get that from any book also. I got it straight from the Quran al-Karim. Uh, uh, a question, a philosophical question related to this, uh, perhaps some of you know about this, even if you took some courses in philosophy. Uh, there is the question of whether there is inborn knowledge or whether a person is born without any knowledge as one of the philosophers call it tabula rasa <coughs> a clean sheet they differed about this then I read in the Quran very definite answer to the question Allah when Allah brought you out of the wombs of your mothers you came out knowing nothing but this, this there is another problem what about fitra the Quran says there is fitra and the Quran also tells us about certain uh, mental uh, rational principles and we know that those rational principles cannot be acquired from the external uh, world. I was helped in this by Ibn Taymiyyah. He said that uh, uh, when, when uh, the child is, is newly born, he is born knowing nothing. But then with the development of his mind, those mental powers also uh, develop. Uh, I, 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 I pass quickly through this. In morality, one of the biggest problems in, in, uh, in the West is the relationship between religion and morality. Some people say uh, religious people <coughs> are not really moral hmm? because for them uh, morality um, is just like, uh, they are like military people. Hmm? They are told by God, do this, don't do that. And this is not the behavior of a, re a really moral person. Morality must emanate from uh, the human heart uh, or mind. And I, I looked into the Quran, Hadith of the Prophet and I found that what these, uh, the people who objected, they were right. And that uh, religion does not instill the moral sense in us it uses it and you have to be moral before you become a Muslim <laughs> just as you have to be rational before you become a Muslim otherwise how can you judge whether this is right or wrong if a prophet comes you have to judge before you become uh, a Muslim before you accept him as a prophet uh, what do you go by? You go by your reason. How do you know whether what he is saying is good or bad? You depend on your moral sense. So, uh, so moral sense uh, uh, is something uh, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in the, in, in, in the human nature. And then the revelation comes to confirm human nature. 
that is why uh, the deen is called deen al-fitra فأكن وجهك للدين حنيفة فطرة الله التي فطر الناس عليها this Quran, this message is the message of human nature in the sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in our hearts all the fundamental elements of the religion then revelation comes uh, to confirm this to elaborate on it and to explain it to, uh, to us there was another question uh, should one do uh, what is good to be rewarded or do it just because it is good uh, I found in the Quran the answer is very clear it is good in itself it should be done but then it is part of yeah, it, it, it is part of morality that those who do good must be rewarded with them هل جزاء الإحسان إلا الإحسان is there a recompense of good يعني can, can it be other things than good and, uh, and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said about Isa هذا يوم ينفع الصادقين صدقهم this is the day when those who told the truth will benefit from their telling the truth so you don't uh, the problem with the um, with the atheists is that they can be they can be moral because this is something in their heart but the problem is that they cannot justify their moral behavior you see his heart tells him to tell the truth his thinking tells him why do you tell the truth you will lose a thousand dollars if you tell the truth why do you sacrifice this thousand dollars a Muslim would say yes, I do this for the sake of Allah and he would reward me either here or in the hereafter but the atheist would say to himself this is the only life I have <laughs> there is no life after this so why do I make this sacrifice and therefore there will be a tension between what his heart tells him and what his um, yeah, way of life or his thinking uh, tells him. Uh, and there are some uh, other things but uh, I like to stop on time inshallah jazakumullah khairan Uh, we now have, I would say, about 10 minutes or so for questions. Uh, so uh, let's uh, try and keep them on, on topic just because of the limited time. And uh, put up your hands or write them down, send them down, or email them if you're uh, not with us yet. Uh, question at the uh, Please give them my email. If uh, one is interested in some of these uh, questions, you can, you can email me. Uh, Jafar Idris J-A-A-F-A-R-I-D-R-I-S at hotmail.com We Yes Yes, this, this is an Arabic expression. You have it in English also. 
The queen says we, but she doesn't say I. Uh, what do you call it in English? The, 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 huh? Royal pronoun. So we doesn't always mean that there is more than one person. <coughs> now, Huh? Uh, where are you referring to this? What was the first place? Where is that? Yes, I have to. Inshallah, I will answer it. Uh, now, any other question? No, the Quran doesn't speak about Darwin, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, but the Quran tells us that. Um, uh, that human beings were a special creation. Human beings were a special creation. Uh, now, my question. the surah. No, numbers of the surah. Mm, if you can afford to buy something like this, uh, I, fi I find it very, very useful. I bought it uh, recently when I was in Riyadh. Uh, here, you have all the Quran, you have the uh, dictionary of the, uh, of the Quran, you have translation of Yusuf Ali. You have uh, Tafsir Ibn Kathir. <laughs> and, uh, so I carry it now with me. Um, uh, if someone asks me about a verse, like uh, you said, then I can open the Quranic dictionary, just give it um, uh, in one word, <laughs> and I find uh, the answer. And it doesn't cost much. No. Surah 26, Ayah 192. Now, what was the... Next question we have says, I want to learn all about which ayat were revealed in what circumstance. Can you recommend a good book on this topic? Uh, you find this in, uh, in, in the books of Tafsir. Uh, but uh, they cannot tell you about every ayah. Uh, uh, um, 
they can tell you when it was revealed, but uh, not the details of the circumstances uh, in which uh, the verses were were revealed. Um, you find this even uh, in some versions of uh, the simple book. Of, uh, by the way, there's a good translation now of uh, a good abridgment of Tafsir Ibn Kathir. Tafsir Ibn Kathir is a very important Tafsir. <laughs> uh, I think Brother Ali told you about this. There is a good translation of uh, Ibn Kathir, an abridgment of Ibn Kathir, and it's a good abridgment. Um, so, inshallah, you can find uh, the answer to your questions. Uh, in that tafsir, and it is in English, if you don't read that. Uh, by the way, the bro- the, uh, I was going to say also, but there is a lot to say. The brothers who study the Quran in English, my advice to you is not to confine yourself just one translation. See, the t- translation is a kind of interpretation, it is what the translator understood by the verse. This one. And, the, and also, it is uh, his expression of what he understood. So the understanding can be wrong. The understanding can be right, but the expression, the words he uses, do not convey even what he understood by, by the verse. So and my advice to you is to use three, four, five, uh, especially if you are studying, if you are studying uh, any verses of the Quran, you should use more than one translation. Also, I think um, we will not be demanding much hmm, if we ask you uh, to learn, if you don't find time to learn uh, Arabic language, at least study the key words of the Quran. Hmm? And there are good dictionaries on this. There is a dictionary, a dictionary on which uh, all the translators uh, uh, depend, it is called LANE, LANE, L-A-N-E, I think it is uh, uh, published now in paperback, which is big dictionary. It, uh, it was written by an English uh, man um, several years ago, and he spent 20 years writing it. And he was helped by scholars in Egypt. What did he do? He summarized all the uh, classical Arabic dictionaries. So uh, you will find a whole column on each uh, Arabic word. So uh, choose the most important, the, the key words of the Quran, like Iman, Islam, Ihsan, um, and so on. And, and, and study and, and study them. Lane, L-A-N-E. Uh, you will find the book in almost all the big libraries. Uh, uh, one last question in the back, And they are Muslims? They are Muslims. But they don't need to hear because it's really hard to 
I think they can stop, of course, uh, provided they don't say that it's haram to eat uh, meat also. Um, uh, in fact, um, I once saw uh, well, on television how they treat animals and uh, like, uh, For some time I stopped eating meat here. <laughs> for example, um, they, uh, I saw the one of the poor calves. Eh? They want um, um, the meat to be what they call uh, uh, tender. So they prevent it from running and they confine to a very <laughs> narrow area and, and it, it becomes fat and uh, I, I felt that the, the calf must feel unhappy. I mean, it, it is uh, I'm a young boy <laughs> uh, and, and, and he wants to run about. But if he does that, then um, his muscles will be uh, strong and people will not uh, buy that kind of meat. And also the things that um, they feed the animals, those include um, newspapers, even newspapers. Mix them with uh, some also other nasty things and they, give and they feed them to the, to, to the animals. So if you uh, don't want to eat for that reason, it's okay. But that has nothing to do with what are that of animals. Uh, we will now break until 3.30 uh, and then we will start again with a lecture by uh, Shabir Ayn. So.